awake again. I'm so pleased you're awake again. I was worried there for a minute that you wouldn't wake up this time, that I had taken too much. Although that glassy look in your eye and the way you drool at the mouth indicates that I might have been a little too gluttonous last time. But don't worry. Nothing to fear, except the stories I tell, of course. <laughs> You're probably wondering if you can wonder anything at all. Why I'm doing this to you. You see, the brain is a mysterious thing. The scared you are, the more you taste good. I don't know what it is. Something in the brain that reacts to fear. I guess I could just reveal myself to you in full. I suppose you would scream, or at least try to. But this really stretches the brain, you know? <laughs> this brings out my creativity, something I don't get to do often. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Oh, you're not restrained anymore. <laughs> you can barely move. Your arms and legs must feel like jelly. That's okay. This is much easier and causes less problems. So sit back and listen to another tale that I have for you in Robbie's Dark Corner. So are you afraid of spiders? Do you know that if spiders were just a bit bigger, they would take over the world? Their web could overtake whole landscapes and they could kill us all. Well, kill all of you, of course. I'm not entirely worried. Now imagine their bigger cousins ones we all are too familiar with. The Underdark is full of them, those giant spiders. Now those can make your day hurt. But I digress. As I move the spiderweb silk from this bookmark that I have. And let me spin you a tale of little Susan. See, little Susan was born with a gift. She had the gift of knowing things. Nobody likes a person who knows too much, but her gift was subtle enough. People would ask her questions and she'd know the answers almost immediately. Most thought her gifted, but some picked up on how strange it was, how she looked at you with her, with her warm eyes and new secrets, new things she shouldn't know. You see, Susie was chosen at birth. The gods have a funny way of picking those they want to lead their campaigns on the material plane. 
And Monsieur was chosen by, was it the God of order? No, the God of peace, God of love. No God of love would bestow a gift like this on a child. No, it was another God, God with more plans for Susie. A benevolent God by all senses, although this gift was far more malevolent than they could ever assume. See, Susie lived in a village. They always do. A poor village that had very little things that brought them joy in the world. See, Susie's village happened to have a park, a grand park carved out of the forest nearby with swings and toys and a trail, a peaceful trail, one that was not covered with monsters, no horrors in the darkness, but one that invited you to join it, invited you to the sunlight, to the warmth, to the peacefulness. Now Susie played in the park often. It had a large lake that overlooked it, and there were all the birds, beautiful ducks, beautiful robins, cardinals, blue jays, and all the plumage and flowers that one could ever want to see. And one day, Susie and a group of little ones went into the forest, went into the park, and went to play. Meanwhile, everyone knew the old lady that came by every day. She was dressed in rather peasant clothes, and she always carried a bag of bird seed with her, and always had this kind face. She had that large nose and that motherly expression that everybody had become accustomed to, to trusting. And she walked with the cane slowly, and would always sit at the same tree stump to feed the birds. Now everyone knew this old woman, but no one knew her name. Everyone recognized her, but no one could tell you where she was from. She was as mysterious as Susie's gift. And she always had this cold expression in her eyes as she'd feed the birds. They'd lap up the bird seed greedily and fly away. That went on for months. And on this particular day, Susie and this old woman would meet. Susie had never laid eyes on this old woman before. And it was very strange. They always seemed to miss each other, almost like fate or serendipity or whatever you foolish humanoids call it. And on this day, Susie laid eyes on the old woman, the kind old woman, and gasped. Susie saw past the illusion, past the disguise, saw her for who she truly was, Wolf, goddess of spiders, looked at her with bright red eyes, hungrily, and smiled, a long spider-like finger pressed against her lips as she noticed Susie as well, 
But Susie not only gasped at Lol's hideous form, her large spider legs and her large abdomen. Instead, Susie gasped at the spot at the bird seed that was being fed to the birds. Because Susie could see what it truly was happening. The birds weren't eating the bird seed because there wasn't bird seed at all. But spiders' eggs hatching and attacking the creatures as they tried to fly away as far as they could. And after the illusions dropped, Walt had no need to keep it up, to keep up any sensibilities about what was going on. As Susie's vision expanded to the forest, all of the eight-eyed creatures stared back at her. Large, invisible face spiders dropped down from the trees slowly. Susie wanted to scream to tell people to run away. She had wanted to. That would have been the right thing to do. The good thing to do. To warn everyone. But she turned around and ran. Like the scaredy cat she was. And as the screams could be heard behind her, people she loved and cherished dying from the spider bites and being rolled up into webs. Loth laughed as the infestation began to overtake the village. See, there was one more cruel gift that Susie had acquired from her birth. See, Susie was a divine soul sorceress, sorcerer. And she, chosen by whatever benevolent god decided to bestow his gift on her, was unable to be touched by Lolf's influence. The spiders could not attack Susie, nor could they see Susie. They could not harm her. The corruption could not take her. She could not be harvested. But she was forced to watch, trapped in the area with the webs, as people she loved and knew became spiders' nests for Lull's creations. Now your players will probably be wandering around somewhere, as players do, looking for something as players do and will stumble upon massive cobwebs. Who knows why they go into the cobwebs? Curiosity? Or maybe they're hired to deal with an infestation of spiders that's starting to leech into other sides, other villages. But they're there, and they break through the cobwebs and see the carnage amongst the village. And as they try to hide from all the spiders, try to deal with this infestation, they find a single house untouched by cobwebs with a tiny little candle. They go in and there's Susie eating what other provisions she has left, crazed look in her eye, 
not sure of who she's meeting is someone to be trusted. She sees their secrets, sees what they truly desire. Let's hope your players are good guys. Let's hope your players have good intentions or else Susie might glean what they really want. They may offer to help Susie, may offer to take her with them to a safer place, may offer to clear out the infestation for her, may offer to help her deal with this issue, this problem. Or maybe you're more malevolent inclined. Players might decide to do a little ritual, one that Lolf whispers in their ear to get rid of Susie's protections. They might just hand the poor child the way to her doom. What will they do? Who are your players really? Will they take the good path? Or will they be the monsters that crawl from the trees? Will they be just like the spiders that hunted the villagers? Honestly, I care less which side they choose. All I know is it'll be fun along the way. Now, if you want to run a scenario like this, I suggest looking at the infestations, infestation uh, guidelines in Tasha's guide, where it talks about how to roll for an infestation of large spiders or other kinds of insects. It might not even have to be Lolf that you use as the goddess who causes all this trouble, but as the goddess of spiders, I'm sure she would appreciate it. Now, are you scared yet? See, I can't just keep picking at your brain ever so slowly, hoping that I'll hit that true fear gonna need you to work with me before Illidine and Thorn get back. I'm gonna need you to be really scared for me. Please? Because you know you're never going to leave. No one escapes Robbie's dark corner. Nobody. And nobody's coming to help you. Sweet dreams.